Hola, mi amigos y amigas. Me llamo Kicksters. Siento dos para tres. Hola. Hola. And welcome to episode 101, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. Me, I'm Oshad. <laughs> Hola, mi amigo Eduardo. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is part three of our weekly breakdown of our show. Called Geeksters. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm back. Okay. I was trying to think of what little Spanish I knew, and I don't think my pencil is yellow. I have a yellow pencil with fly. <laughs> I'm like, ¿Cómo se está usted? What's the proper response? I have no idea. Bien, ¿y tú? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. You? Bien, ¿y tú? All right. Anyway. I never was good at Spanish. Rosetta Stone, bitch. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely grasp English. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, there's legions of drunk fans that play the drinking game every time our show goes on. Dad fucks us up every week. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Linguistic expert Ed. <laughs> So, kids, here we are at part three of our weekly roundup. Mm-hmm. And this week, we go nerd news, as we do every <laughs> <Me> week. week. <laughs> You're wondering why. I'm, if you were watching, you see me making this hand motion. Like, <laughs> hey, me a culpa, me a culpa. <laughs> What's up? I'm going to with that. Hey, I'm a listener to a geeksters. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Huh? It's part three. Of episode one hundred and one. Yes. And actually, I think I said I, I said that wrong. Really? Yes. I think I gave one hundred two. Hold on for a second. I think Geeksters lied to me. I mean, that Geeksters. Geeksters lied to me. <laughs> we Get do it every week. Geeksters just bought out Google and we named it Geeksters. <laughs> Geeksters, that shit, bitch. <laughs> Hold on. What is one hundred and one in Spanish? Oh. oh, now that you won't tell me? <laughs> it knows it's on the radio. Oh, it's got, it's it's a, it's, it's got shot. It's Ciento Uno. Ciento that uno. would make sense because if Ciento Dos is 101, <laughs> Ciento Uno isn't that far of a stretch. That's why it didn't tell me because it went, fucking idiot. <laughs> Ciento is 100. Uno is one. Did you never watch Sesame Street in your entire life? So long ago for you. <laughs> ninth grade Spanish class. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Oh. I'm going to have to redo the opening. <laughs> Unless I was coming talking to you from the future. Uh, the future, Sean, went back in time over the course of the audio to speak in Spanish from the future. <laughs> For one week. For one week. <laughs> That's all my time machine is allowed to go. I can only go a week into the future. 
and spend about 10 minutes there and then come back. Right. I get warped back in at years and I'm back. <laughs> so future me was just there and now it's back. Okay. Just follow me. All right. So on part three, we talk in our news. Um, yeah, it's average news week, I would say. We did bring a video of, uh, you know, of a fan favorite of ours, since we've had mentioned him more than once, I think, on the show. Yes. Um, there's really not much to it. I mean, I'm not, you know, not much to tease, really. It's news. Yeah. And news that we see fit to talk about. Is that right? And we feel you should want to hear us babble about. <laughs> There's a few good articles, I thought, but uh, we'll go from there. We'll just uh, we'll let you be the judge. That's right. And we'll be back, I guess. <laughs> yes. And we're back, folks. You're listening to Geeks' Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Okay, so, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, Ed. Welcome back. Good to be um, back. Just so you know, I tried an impromptu science experiment when we were on break. I did? Yeah. Uh, on break, I had to, you know, pee. Yeah. And I went to go catch a smoke, so I decided to take the elevator down. You know, it's two floors, you yeah. know, because I'm fat. I don't feel like walking down steps, or up steps, yeah. by the way. So, my science experiment was... I got into, as soon as the door shut for the elevator, I farted huge. Fuck you. <laughs> what are you worried about? <laughs> Let's hope it dissipates by the time we You didn't let me finish my experiment. Okay. Because <laughs> I wanted to see how long I, I was... I just saw the way where I was going for me on this. But anyway. I wanted to see, like, you know, like, would it still smell when I got back? <laughs> you know, because I, I peed, I had my smoke, you know, I come back, I put me out, nothing. It's gone. Oh. A little tear fell out of my eyes when this myth has been busted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe because you're used to the smell, you didn't realize. No, no. I mean, even though I'm used to the smell, I, it doesn't, doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk in a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the smell of roses and, you know, dew. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Stop. Stop belittling my dreams, Ed. <laughs> All right, so we got nerd news now, huh? Yes. Nerd news. And we're going to start off with an article that you posted actually this past week. You mean I contributed something to nerd that's news? That's true, yes. What did I contribute? Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp team up for action-adventure yoga hosers. I, this I was kind of shocked about. I mean, I knew about yoga hosers. Yeah. It's Kevin's doing a, a basically the Great White North trilogy. It starts off with Tusk, uh, and in Tusk you meet two convenience store girls. I knew one of them was Harley Quinn Smith. Yes. Okay. The other girl I had no clue who her, what her name was. Lily Rose Depp. Right now, then the third chapter was going to be Moose Jaws, and it's basically a story about a moose, a giant moose, terrorizing a town. Yes. It's definitely a ripoff of Jaws. In fact, he said that there's a cornfield or like a, a whole like wheat field, and all you see are the, the, the what do you call it, the moose horns, like the <laughs> antlers is going through to kind of give you an idea what to expect. Right. Now, in Yoga Hosers, he said like he really enjoyed the, you know, again, it comes from an, another article of that he brought to the Smodcast podcast with Scott Mosier. 
And the plot of Yoga Hosers is the two convenience store girls have to fight some supernatural evil. <laughs> now, I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm in because it's Kevin Smith. I love his all his work and yeah. stuff. So I'm like, I'm all in. I didn't know Johnny Depp was part of that because I didn't know that was his daughter. And even yes. if it was his daughter, he didn't have to like, like, hey, you're like, I want to be in it too. Uh, or let alone Kevin even knowing Johnny Depp to be able to go, hey, you want to be in my movie? Because <laughs> I know apparently he's got a cameo in Tusk. And it seems to be like Kevin's kind of taking the Viewers Universe theme or hiring, keeping the same actors but just different roles. Uh-huh. Because Justin Long is going to be in Yoga Hosers. Same with uh, Heli Joel Osment. You know, apparently now Johnny Depp, yeah. you know, is actually going to be uh, in it yeah, as well. He's in it, yep. Then the two daughters are going to be in this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, we knew it focused yeah. around his two daughters, which I'm like, all right, that's cool. I guess you know, like, hey, look, if Will Smith can try to shove his daughter down people's throats, I think Kevin could do it too. <laughs> you know, and I think Kevin's daughter is a lot cooler. Yeah. You know, because she's you know Harley Quinn. That's her name. How how more awesome is that? Yes. You know, so. Uh, I didn't read the article. I was just like, hey, I knew this and posted with, does the article give any kind of... Well, all they're saying is that they start shooting principal photography this week with it. And, of course, the regular cast, including Michael Parks, Justin Long, Haley Joe Osmond, Genesis Rodriguez. Yeah, she's also in Tusk. Ralph Garman, Jennifer Schwalbach. That's Kevin's wife. Okay. <laughs> Schwalbach? Schwalbach, yeah. Okay. And Harley Mortensen. Mortenstein. Okay. Me. Sorry. And, of course, new newcomers, Tony Hale, Natasha Leone, Austin Butler, Adam Brody, Tyler Posey, and Jason Mewes is going to be in this one. <laughs> um, so recall Mewes the, is back. The recall, uh, not Adrian Brody, but who's the other person you mentioned? Uh, Natasha Loins. Yes. She was, uh, she's in... She was basically from most people would recognize her now from Orange is the New Black. She's in that, but before that, you would know her because I know you don't watch Orange is the Black. New Black. She was Tara Reid's best friend in American Pie movies. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, with the the big frizzy Fair, hair. Yes. Yeah, that's who she is. Okay. And Adrian Brody was in um, a bunch of like TV shows in the nineties, and he was actually at one point going to be Flash in the Justice League movie that they were trying to do in the nineties. Okay. Okay. And then, of course, as you know, like Sean just said, that's part of the uh, True North trilogy. True North trilogy? Okay. Yes, exactly. So it's it's everything that Sean said was pretty much in the article stating all those infor- other information. So I'm not going to rehash well, it Basically, it sounds like someone just kind of took what was said in the podcast and typed it all out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. Um, so look forward to that. The uh, movie will premiere. The first movie, Tusk, will premiere in September at the Toronto. September, okay. In the uh, Toronto Film Festival. Right, and then Worldwide release is September 19th, I think. So there you go. So look forward to Tusk coming out uh, next month. I'll be seeing it. Yes. Looks funny. And for people who are fans of the podcast, there's a lot of in-jokes. Like a lot of Easter egg jokes. It's like almost going to be like you might have to go see it more than once to get all the references and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that's good. What else is next? Iron Man 3 writer-director is remaking Remo Williams. Well, sort of. Really? Yes. There's, I, don't I'm, know. Let me play some music for you. you you're you doing a bed? Uh, uh, well. There you go. I didn't really prep it because I hadn't had, couldn't use this computer because it was connected to the board. So it's going to run a little bit late. Because... 
Let's get over here. Are you sure it's the right theme that you're trying to get? <laughs> I'm trying to jump ahead a little bit. Oh, that's a C. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not uh, uh, Remo Williams basically was a movie with like late nineties or late eighty five. Eighty five. So if people don't remember eighty five, I'm gonna say you know what? It's a movie that needs to be remade because no one knows it. <laughs> it's actually a whole series of, of books uh, called yes. the uh, Ninja, I believe it's called, or something along those lines. I forget. I'm trying to look for the title here, and uh, it's had nineteen eighty five version had Fred War starring at it as Remo Williams. And, of course, Joel Gray as Chon. And, of course, pre-Star Trek Voyager, Katie Mulgroon as Ward's love interest yes. in the film. Uh, so the three of them, of course, if you don't know what the movie's about, it's generally about uh, there is a uh, ancient uh, like kind of karate, a uh, martial arts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's looking at me like, yeah, I'm just going to let you Because, um, yeah, honestly, I didn't know where you were going with it, so I'm just I'm like... I'm just trying to give the retelling of the general synopsis of the uh, of the Remo Williams movie. And, of course, Fred Ward's character has to learn this uh, thing for the government to become a spy, per se, to stop wrongdoings of going on. Okay. So that's You're describing a completely, totally different movie than I remember. <laughs> well, what do you remember? I remember the... Uh, Remember a fight, uh, at least on or around the Statue of Liberty? Yes, because back then they were redoing the, uh, the torch. Yeah, because it was had to be redone because it was right. uh, of uh, acid rain was being destroyed. So they put all this. If you don't remember, back in the early eighties, late seventies, early eighties, they had scaffolding. scaffolding all over it. So it was a big fight scene because he had to uh, conquer his fear of heights. Uh, That's the reason okay. why. So he stood on the highest point of the Statue of Liberty, scaffolding, and of course, three bad guys were trying to take him down and fall like an accident. Of course, he uh, uses his martial arts abilities of the Shinyu to uh, stop it and uh, be able to get away. Yeah, okay. I remember reading, I remember seeing the movie. I remember enjoying the movie. Um, I, I think it, I think I went out and I read a couple of the books. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know, like you said, it was a series of books. Yes. I remember reading like a handful of them. I don't know, I, but I couldn't. I'm sorry, it's called The Destroyer. Sorry. Okay. I couldn't for the life of me remember any of the titles other than it was like the destroyer, blah blah blah. Like it'd be like Remo Williams two, the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing, or yeah. Remo Williams, look at me, I'm on top of the world, whatever. Like Yeah. Um you know what? Okay, sure, why well, not? They tried they, they did try to make it back in the nineties, they tried to make a uh televi- a television series out of it. Um they I did? don't yes. And, I kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah, they did a pilot episode. I saw it. It was okay. You know, it was it wasn't like as high production value. I mean, they, the, mm. they started off with him going down, uh, like doing like a slide down water, basically a, a hose, fire hose, like a fireman shooting a hose at the top uh, of a ceiling and a, a roof. Okay, and and he went sliding down, and that was like the first five minutes. You were like, "Wow, this is going to be awesome!" And then, of course, that was like the high point of the right. the most basically spent of it. For me, the best way I kind of describe the Remo Williams stuff is that at the height of the Indiana Jones movies, where over the top action adventure serials. We're kind of making a comeback. Remo Williams, to me, felt like a knockoff Indiana Jones. Even though he wasn't an archaeologist, right. it was the over-the-top action and suspense of like, hey, look, I'm you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing all that. And it's like, oh, my God, how could you possibly be able to survive doing that? Right. You know, that's kind of how I always remembered Remo. And I remember enjoying it. But again, 85, I was 15. So I was just happy to get out of the house. 
<laughs> you know, I, I never, just I just remember watching it over and over again because it was like one of the first like VHS tapes right. that we got, and we go you 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 watch that movie like a thousand times just because it's like the thing to do. Because, right, because you had nothing else better to do. Yeah, there was right. no cable television at the time, right. and yeah. Um, so you know what? Okay, I, I, again, here we are, Hollywood rebooting a movie that probably doesn't need to be remade, but could be the next it, you know what the way i see it is hollywood's remaking it because it's a it's a possible franchise mm-hmm. because the twilight books were a franchise the you know Harry potter movies were a franchise that's a problem when you take books into account like sooner or later that series is ends like true blood tonight is the last episode of true blood of all time wow you know after seven years it's being done quite frankly i'm kind of glad it's over this season for being a final season was kind of a letdown okay but like after thirteen books, seven you know seven series of TV shows, like we're like okay, I'm kind of like sooner or later it's going to run out. Yeah. Now I can't understand. I guess you know Supernatural being signed up for season eleven, season ten. Oh, yeah, season ten. Season ten. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, because but even me, even to me, the season finale felt kind of. I've seen this before. They've done. They do. It seems like they do it every year. If it's not Sam, it's Dean. If it's not Dean, it's Sam. You know the ending. Oh yeah, no. I mean, definitely. I mean, they 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 make it. They bring out that whole through the whole season. You know, the season you go through. It's this big build up for the finale, and then you get to the finale, and then basically one of them's gone, and then it's just like, right. and, and the other one's like, "Live your it, life." You even, know, like, and even recall this time around, um, Crowley kind of kind of reiterates the way I my sister and I kind of feel like you know it seems like old hat. Somebody gets killed or banished or. And it's like, okay. And even he kind of makes a comment about that. And he's like, well, not this time, this time. It's different. And then, bam. And even I was like, oh, that's good. How are they going to do that? How are they going to correct this one? Yeah. Like, I mean, I always like their season finales, but it always seems to be like, how many more times is Dean going to die? Or how many times more times is Sam going to die? Or like, it seems to be like, okay, you guys are just, your endings are all looping. Right. You know, but whatever. Um, just recent news. I'm looking at Facebook. Mm. Richard. Richard Attenborough, the old guy from Jurassic Park, yeah, has passed away at age ninety. Wow. Uh, yeah, let me click the link. It's TMZ. Wow. Uh, this was eight twenty four fourteen to twenty eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Lord Richard Attenborough, the English actor who made dinosaurs come to life in Jurassic Park, has died after years of poor health. Attenborough was one of England's leading actors. It was he was all, but also a director and producer. He probably is best known for Jurassic Park, but also starred as Santa Claus in the remake of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, oh yeah. His seventy year career also included The Great Escape with Steve Steve McQueen, and he directed Gandhi, which won eight Oscars. Wow. Attenborough's son told BBC his father died Sunday at lunchtime. He's he. He'd been living in a nursing home with his wife for the past few years. Attenborough was 90. So he will be missed. Yes. Uh, again, you know. If Tyrannosaurus Rex growl. I would say life finds a way. Yeah. There you, you know. go. There you go. So I wonder. Uh, yeah. And there is a picture of him in The Great Escape. I remember. Wow. He looks so young. He was the British guy. Well, I mean, duh. Duh. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to give that, you know, breaking news. So, <sighs> all right. What's your next news article? All right, you ready for this one? This one's gonna. It blew my mind when I read it. Okay. I had to read it three times 
because it's of the first, you couldn't understand it because of the first <laughs> word. So so bear yeah. with me. If, if you probably will get it right away, but me, I'm like what Atari bringing two new of the oldest horror video games in history back to life. Okay, well now I know being a gamer, Atari is technically still around. Yeah. They're not as big as they once were because yeah. of the whole ET game kind of really hurt them. I mean, I don't think ET really hurt them. I just think that <clears throat> to technology that they weren't adapting quickly enough to okay. maintain the graphics All right. to give you that kind of thing. I mean, you know, like Sony and and Nintendo when Nintendo came around, Nintendo was like one of the first ones to give you more graphics, you know, abilities. Than, yeah, instead of eight bits, it was sixteen bits. Right, <laughs> at a more cheaper rate. And as right. they had a Turbo Graphics sixteen at one point. There was another company did that. I the forget. Sega, Genesis, Sega Genesis, and then they had the uh, Atari did make the Jaguar. Yeah, that was their their like one hundred and thirty two bit game console. Right, I remember that because I was looking at it and going, I never heard of this, and it's Atari, who I, at the time was kind of like. All right, what's Atari? It's a brand I can trust. Yeah. Because I have an Atari 2600 at home. You know, and not to mention the 5800, you know, but... So, all right. So I think when Sony broke the, the, the barrier with the disc, basically going to, yeah. to a DVD or, or CD at the time of creating games that way, instead yeah, of doing it, the it, old cartridge bit, that really broke I'm the I'm sorry. You mean this? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, the game plays now. <laughs> yes. All right, so what are they bringing back? Like, why? Okay, first on explain how, explain why you were all like Atari. Well, it's the same. Atari, it's the same to me. Atari was done. Like I thought, like after uh, the the whole Turbo Graphics or uh, not the, Jag, the, the Jaguar went, went and came and went that they were done. I mean, I knew they were making uh, uh, games here and there, but like right. like it was always like sub written by somebody else. Okay, like you know, type of thing. Like right. like Sega was. Uh, was gone for a while. You know, they're coming back now. It's, yeah. Because they had their Sega Genesis system. Well, there's also, like, I think a lot of it, too, because Sega still owns uh, Sonic. Yeah. And Sonic is still making games through Nintendo and other systems. So, Sega lives on. So, go with the article. Okay. So, so they're bringing old old games uh, back, The Haunted House and Alone in the Dark are the two games that they're coming back to PC. So, they're not going to be on consoles. So if you're looking for your those Atari games for your PS4 or Xbox One, don't bother. I, you know, it was funny. Um, being in somewhat in the business, they're making Minecraft of a, a PS4 version of Minecraft. Really? And I'm like, yeah, because I need my 8-bit graphics and glorious 1080p, uh, you know, technology HD. I'm like, I don't. I mean, apparently, a lot of people love this Minecraft game. Uh-huh. I, I can't get it. Like, well, that's because you get to create and explore. And I'm like, yeah, that's not me. I don't have a creative bone in my body. You hand me a gun or a sword and say, go here and kill everything on the way. Yeah. That I can do. Right. You know, but I'm just like everything else. I'm just kind of like, yeah, like I read an article. I don't know if it's in your near news, though, that um, in somebody in in the Minecraft world created a working hard drive inside that world. Get out. It's hand to God. <laughs> like okay, see you later. <laughs> you finish the show, Ed. You can finish the show, Ed. I'll just, I'll just be way over here. Well, Haunted House was first released in 1982 on the Atari 2600, which sure was pretty primitive back then. But the, of course, that was the the time. And it's about a player task is that uh, excuse me. It's about a game that's tasked the player to navigate their way through a haunted house by dodging ghosts, bats, and spiders. That's <laughs> it's just ripe for a remake. 
course, Alone in the Dark, the second guy, the second game is a bit younger. It was originally debuted on the PC in 1992. Yes, and it was a big hit. And it's a legit horror classic, as they put it. Yes, that got killed when they made the Are You Afraid of the Dark? I mean, not Afraid of the Dark, is it? Um, is that the name of the movie? It was basically uh, Christian Slater and Tara Reid. They made a movie version. Uh, Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is a, you know, of course, it's a pre-set period 1920s ghost story with the player looking into a haunted, uh, haunted artifacts at locales and, subque- and subsequential sequels. So basically, I think you have to, they have an artifact, they have to think, oh yes, here we go, Alone in the Dark film that stumbled <laughs> out in 2005. <laughs> yes. So... Eventually, you'll see those coming out, those reboots coming out. So uh, if you're a PC uh, video game aficionado, look for those two items. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the, uh, the... Here you go. Uh... 15 minutes could save you 15%. Hey, look. Hey, 15 minutes could save you 15%. That's Geico, buddy. I, get to, you I know... can save that more than half the time. Yeah, Wow. I'm, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hey, look, let me mute my iPod. I don't know why that's still up going. Woo-woo! Woo! Here is the trailer in 10 seconds, Ed. In 10 seconds? Yes. Let's see if you remember seeing... I remember seeing the trailer. I remember never seeing the movie. Right? There you go. Alone in the dark. How about a little voiceover? Hello? There you go. It's a guy walking through. Yeah. Uh, Scary objects are showing. Scary objects. There's Christian Slater in a trench coat. And they're standing next to Tara Reid. Oh, oh, scary. Something just ran behind him. And it's that giant snake thing. He's like, hey. I might actually have to see this movie because it looks bad. Oh, that's it? That's it? That looks like a teaser trailer. So, all right, well. That looked horrible. Hey, you know what? I can, we can watch the full movie on YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's, an, <laughs> it's only an hour and 33 minutes, Ed. I'm going to play Let's play it. Let's watch it now. <laughs> we'll do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing while we're watching it. Live on air. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Oh. I mean, I've seen some stuff. Like, YouTube's really trying to, like, bring movies and stuff. So you could actually look for older movies that are kind of, like, like out of... Yeah, regardless or, of, you know, copyright infringement or anything like no, that. No, no, actually, there's, they're actually legitimately on the web. Like, people are not just putting them on and oh, okay. to take it down. Like, companies are actually putting them out. But these are movies that... Are out of date or out of print based on. No like, one gives a shit, shit about it. Exactly. Like Alone in the Dark. Yes. Even though it brought down a franchise. <laughs> well, they're trying to. Tari's trying to bring that franchise back. It's me, Christian Slater, it's now in the PC. new. PC. I'm going to do the video game. It's a continuation. <laughs> All right, so what's next? The Inhumans are Marvel's next franchise. Is that a question? It's, well, who are they is the question. Who are. Oh. We were talking about this not too long ago. 
Yes. That uh, Vin Diesel mentioned the Inhumans, but I also saw like on, on the list of, you know, like after, um, after the Avengers three, after World War Hulk, after Guardians of the Galaxy two, I think that's when the Inhumans is being slated. Right, and that's the thing. Like they were talking, this uh, the producer uh, Collier. Uh, was talking about, and he says, producing Guardians of the Galaxy is a big gamble for the studio to make it because nobody knew who they were. Right. Just like we were saying in the beginning of the show, that the, they basically, you know, that, that the, to do this is a kind of still of a gamble, but they feel confident now that they've done Guardians of the Galaxy that people will... People will buy, people will buy anything we're selling. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, yeah, that's going to be the motif of Marvel for a while. So if you want to get a, a basic orange of, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you right now, uh, whether you care or not, I don't I don't really care. <laughs> it was really it was introduced in a Fantastic Four comic. Uh, Mister Fantastic discovered millions of years ago on Earth, an alien race called the Kree did experiments on primitive Homo sapiens from Earth to cause cultivate a generic genetically advanced human race. By doing this, they would be creating an advanced army to wedge war against their enemies, the Skrull. The experiment was abandoned after creation of the last test subjects, however, but these Inhumans test subjects went on to create their own society in a city called <laughs> Atelian. And the Atelians are the Inhumans are led by their king, Black Bolt, who right. never speaks. Right. But it's the silent leader voice powering up the shatter worlds. Black Bolt's royal family includes the characters of Medusa, who I loved as a character, Karnak, Gorgon, Trit. Triton, Crystal, Maximus, and Mad. And the canine Lockjaw. Lockjaw. That's right. What? 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 I can't forget Lockjaw. Big giant, big giant bulldog. So, uh, they, of course, they do encounter the human race once in a while. That's what we're thinking. That, and they do uh, uh, work with the X-Men and the Avengers from time to time with the Fantastic okay. Four. Okay. Well, now, from if memory serves me right, they are living on the moon. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the dark side of the moon. Yes. Yes. Not to be confused with the Transformer Dark <laughs> of the Moon or the Pink Floyd album of the same name. Yes. Um, yeah, they live on the dark side of the moon. They're usually they they're left alone from. They don't like to interfere with human beings and stuff like that. Mm. I remember Crystal and Johnny Storm were engaged at one point right. in the comic books. And here's the problem: you introduce the Inhumans, you're gonna. I guess you can use the Avengers to introduce them. Yeah. Because of. The Fantastic Four you can't use because it's Fox. You can't use the X Men because it's Fox. Yes. So you're only you're. I mean, I mean, you could kind of also maybe introduce them in the Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I don't know. I mean, all right, sure. Why not? You know, at this point, Marvel have at it. Right. You know. Well, they they think they're going to go along along with the Age of Ultron series only because Quicksilver is going to be in it, as you know. Right. And Quicksilver was married at one time to Crystal, the, the royal family. Right. Like after her, between her and John, things yeah. went bad. Her and Johnny. Yeah. All right. She wants to go with Speedy. Poor guy. <laughs> well, maybe he, you know, he get the quickie in real fast. Like I'm, ah. I'm off to see the world. Yeah. All right, I'm off. <laughs> She's just like what. It just happened, or or she, where he's so fast, and because it's all in a blink of an eye, she comes really hard because it's like so. Oh, like a whole kind of, you know, he hits those right spots right away. So she kind of like you see her get weak in the knees all of a sudden. She's like, yeah. So we have to. Oh, you're you're right there, Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had to catch my breath. 
What was that liquid that flew out between your crotch? <laughs> I'm a very excitable girl. Like, <laughs> I just really want to go on this mission. You just, you just quick silver off and this is so. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> What's up, baby? Boom, Marvel, boom. <laughs> All right. So, uh, like I said, at this point, Marvel, sure, why not? Have at it. I mean, we're if we're on the buy Guardians of the Galaxy and if it's done well enough. People who accept it and fall in love with them, and I mean, I mean, it's kind of hard to fall in love with that kind of a crew, though. Well, it's it's, it's tough because I mean, like I know some of the characters just from past readings of comic books, right? But the thing is, is that like, will this work with a broader audience? And what I really think part of the reason I think Guardians of the Galaxy worked was because of a lot of different things. It wasn't just like these characters. I mean, the characters were great on their own, but there was a lot of other things that Tim Gunn did. For James this, Gunn, by the way. James Gunn, sorry. James Gunn. Personal friend of mine, by the way. <laughs> Is he? No. Oh. I'm a friend of his Facebook page. So when he talks, I listen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, for him to do this movie, I think he did a lot of great elements to this movie, which you need a director like that. So, I mean, that's, that's, what, yeah. that's why I think this is... This might be a problem. Plus, also the leader of your people, the lead guy of that group of doesn't people, doesn't talk. Doesn't talk. Yeah, so it's like oh, that's a, that's going to be a real tough one to sell. Yeah, you, know? you need the right actor who's going to be able to sell it in a way that you can buy. I mean, when he speaks, you know, obviously that's where his power comes from. And that's the reason why he doesn't talk because the moment he opens his mouth, things get destroyed. Right. right. It's kind of like uh, kind of like Cyclops. He can't. He needs the visor. If not. Beams of light go everywhere. Constantly, yeah. So he keeps quiet. So you need an actor with enough gravitas to be able to command a room without saying a word. Mm. And that's kind of tough to find an actor nowadays to do that. Right. I mean, some actors can go away, but all those actors are a little on the aged side. Like, I think, like, Anthony Hopkins, when he walks into a room, bam, that's Anthony Hopkins. Fuck. Yeah. You know, that's why he works so well with Odin. But again, if you're gonna go with the Inhumans, he would he would suck it. You know, what do you call it? Black Bolt. Yeah. You know, so it'd be interesting. I just think you have to do like something like maybe like even like a like a Andy Stakus doing like a, a, a you know rendering of a character in a way. You mean Andy Circus? Circus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, I thought it was Sardakis. No, yeah. that's the comic guy married to Olivia Wilde. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just let it hang there for a minute. People are just going. <laughs> He's coming out in horrible pauses too, by the way. <laughs> Might as well get that plug in because I love his beautiful wife, who just had a baby, by the way. Oh, really? I'm just keep talking until you compose yourself and get ready to move on. <laughs> I'm ready to move. You ready to move on? Yes. All right. What else? Steven Spielberg is bringing Minority Report to TV. Minority Report to TV. Yes. You know what? I can buy that. I can buy that as a TV show. Yep. So as he... a as a crime thriller. CSI Minority Report. Of course, you know, he has been working on Falling Skies and Extent, you know, as part of the, uh, as being executive producer. For that the Extent is crap, by the is way. Is it? Ugh. I, which, 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 it's the oh, Halle, movie? Oh. Halle Berry on TV where she gets knocked up by an alien and there's conspiracies and it's Rosemary's Berry beating space. Yeah. Kind of. With the whole, like, AI thing going on with their kid because he's not really a real kid he's a robot kind of out of a artificial intelligence it's it's a lot going on anyway so he's kind of just going to try to bring minority report to tv yep yep so he did of course he did the 2002 film of minority report starring uh tom cruise and colin farrell 
and he's trying to move it to the small screen. So uh, if done right, I th- I, would, I mean I would watch it. Right. Because I, I like I like the movie, and I can see them having a television effect, like because it's the whole predicting of, of a future crime. You know, it, it's almost like that TV show Motive. Have you ever seen that TV show Motive? No. Okay, it's a TV show named Motive. Wow. Just so you people know, I'm just ramming it down. It's a TV show called Motive. Enough already. <laughs> the murder's already happened. And the two cops f- try to figure out the motive behind it. And it's done through like a series of flashbacks. And like you already know who the murderer is. You know what the murderer you know, Like You know what happened. It's now finding the motive to why that happened. happened. Okay. You know, to find the chain of coincidences or facts to warrant the arrest for that guy. Mm-hmm. So in a way, Minority Report work. You get the whole, you know, medium guys and the whole ball, whoosh, 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 boonk. Ed does it in the study with the lead pipe, you know, and then you have to go, oh my God, what study? And then, you know, the cops are going through all the video, zip, 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 zip. And there's a guy who says, you know, something very slow and dramatic and slides on some sunglasses here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And a Who song plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be fooled again. That was horrible. Hey, look, it was that was a great show. <laughs> I love that show. The over dramatic. You might have to say, and I have to pull my glasses, even though we're on the radio. You might say it was a cold day. <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't saying that. You are, you are, you are, won't be fooled again. <laughs> Shut up, man. Everybody knows what I was doing. I know what you're doing, but it was horrible. I didn't say I was, uh, you know, proficient in, you know, singing the Who songs. You're not going to see me up karaoke going, ladies and gentlemen, dark side of the moon. Comfortably no. <laughs> Oh, here you go. Pristine copy of Action Comics number one sells for a record $3.2 million. Woo! For those people who know, Action Comics is the Action Comics number one premiere of Superman. I almost said Spider-Man for some reason. It sold late this afternoon on eBay. Of all places. eBay? For a record 3.2 mil. It's the first comic to fetch more than three million at an auction. The previous record price of two point one six million was paid in two thousand eleven for a copy of the same comic once owned by actor Nicolas Cage, because he's more like a comic protector. <laughs> While both are rated nine point zero by the certified Grenardi Company, whatever the, the CGC. Yes. Uh, the Cage issue had cream had. Cream to off-white pages. That just sounds dirty. (laughs) (laughs) This one's considered to be in pristine condition. Uh, There are only two copies of Action Comics number one to receive that high of a rating. This copy was acquired several years ago in a private sales by Darren Adams of Pristine Comics in Federal Way, Washington, and stored a a temperature-controlled vault. He said the original owner bought the comic from a newsstand in 1938 and then kept it in a cedar box for about four decades until a local dealer in West Virginia purchased it in an estate sale. 
Then the issue then passed on to a third person who held it on for 30 years. Adams, a comics, the comic's fourth owner, said he recently turned down an offer of $3 million, opting instead to sell it on eBay. A portion of the proceeds will benefit the Christopher and Diana Reeves Foundation, okay. which is dedicated to curing spinal cord, in, curing cord industry. So you don't see no one fucking dumping water on his head. <laughs> An opening bid of $1 million was submitted on August 14th, within four millions of the auction's opening. By the midway point of the 10-day sale, the price had risen to $1.95 million. Bidding reached the $2 million mark on August 16th, after which activity sh- slowed for a few days. Because, you know, when you're looking at a you know a $2 million thing, you're going, I think I can go $2 million in one. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's my bid. $2 million and one. One. <laughs> one buck. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are th- <laughs> we were, the third bidder goes $2 million and $1.50. <laughs> So over two point one dollar, two point oh 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 oh, two point oh my god! He want to buy a buck and fifty cents. There's um thought to be only about thirty unrestored copies of Action Comic Number One in existence. This issue also included the first appearance of Zantara, overshadowed by the introduction of the Man of Steel by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, sold on newsstands in 1938 for guess how much, Ed? Uh, 12 cents. Close, 10. Wow. Yeah. So $10 gets you 3.2 mil. 10 cents. That's right. 10 nickels. Two nickels. Two shiny nickels. Two bits. Two bits. Two, Two bits. bits. So, all right, there you go. I'm, as you can tell, I'm, I'm up to late, up to date on the latest in the gossip columns on Facebook. <laughs> well, speaking of superheroes, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Pierce Brosnan reveals a big screen superhero role that he batted away. <sighs> Okay, let me figure this one out. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask for some clues. I'll play like 10 questions. Okay. Um, DC or Marvel? Uh, usually, it's, usually it's like yes or no questions. Okay, fine. Was it a DC character? Yes. Um, is it somebody that would be in the Justice League? Yes. <laughs> um, would it be Green Lantern? No. Ooh. It's not Superman, is it? No. That's Bat- four questions. Batman? Yes. Really? Yes. He turned down Batman? Yes. <clears throat> While promoting his new movie, November Man. Or is it November Man? It's November yeah, it's no- something. It's November, uh, yeah. It's coming out next week. I'll be seeing it. I'll have my review next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was approached back, uh, back in the day with uh, Tim Burton. Asking him to uh, play the role of Batman. So basically, Tim Burton went, hey, look, I heard about the whole uh, James Bond getting fucked over by Remy yes. Steel. Um, how about if I do you a solid and make you Batman? Yes. So you're not Bond. You're close to, you're a billionaire with toys and gadgets. Um, you're Batman. Mm-hmm. And he said no. Well, he said he, 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 was, he, he just couldn't really take it seriously. That's the reason why he turned it down. He couldn't see himself wearing tights 
running around because because back you, then you think you you automatically go to when when they mentioned Batman you automatically went to the sixty six Batman of tights schlocky comedy kind of like hey you know I mean for us kids it was dead serious but for the adult world it was a comedy show yes so I can I can understand that sure I, I, all right and back in eighty nine you know. The only other superhero movie that you could compare Batman to would have been Superman with Christopher Reeve, and he was wearing tights. Mm. So, I mean, okay. So, to get a little bit further, though, Mel Gibson was one of the leading candidates to play Batman. But, of course, the Lethal Weapon 2 had to clear that schedule before he could Wow, so we could have had a Mel Gibson Batman if he wasn't doing uh, Lethal Weapon 2? Yep. Wow. So... Okay, now tell me you wouldn't be interested in seeing that movie. <laughs> now, see, that would be interesting. That would be interesting? That would be interesting. Because, you know, he... he well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Now, like, because I look at it now, like, he can play a debonair character. Because I've seen him play debonair But you're talking today, like, now, type of thing. Now, like, Lethal Weapon 2, he played basically Mad Max and... Uh, and Martin Riggs. Martin Riggs. Right. For the two main roles that I know Mel Gibson for yeah. at the time. So for me, it'd be kind of hard to see him play the debonair well, Bruce Wayne. Well, technically, he would have been an unknown, you know. Right. I wonder if he would have still had that mane of hair as Bruce <laughs> Wayne, like as he did in Martin Riggs. I mean, let's face it. Now, you can see Mel Gibson as an actor go from serious to batshit nuts in, in a blink of an eye in a character. Yeah. You know, especially when you we saw like um, Machete Kills. Um, is it Machete Kills? Yeah. Because he was the yes. bad guy in that. Yeah. And in Expendables 3, playing the bad guy. And just kind of when he's Martin Riggs, he's like, hey, I'm a cop. You know, the, the whole, you want to jump? Well, do you? I really want to jump. You know, yeah. and then, what are you doing now? And then, you know, the whole leap off the building, you know. So, I mean, you can kind of see, like, could you imagine him doing the old, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> There was a list of characters that were I mean, considered for this role. A list of actors, yes, not characters? Uh, characters, actors. They're all characters to M- me. Mickey Mouse playing all... Batman. Oh, I am the night. I am darkness. <laughs> I am vengeance. I am Batman. <laughs> so, of course, Kevin Costner, Alec Baldwin. Uh... Okay, I knew Alec Baldwin because him not getting Batman is the reason why he did The Shadow. Yes. Uh, Charlie Sheen and Bill Murray. I knew Bill Murray. I heard yeah. Bill Murray. That's another one because Bill Murray could do the you know, like I don't know. That's a that's a dicey one. Yes, Alec Baldwin. I thought it made a perfect Bruce Wayne Batman, but unfortunately, he went to Michael Keaton, so he did the shadow. Right. You know. Um, yeah, that's some interesting choices there. <laughs> and Sean Young, who played uh, I can't think of her name in the Rachel and Blade Runner. Rachel. Rachel. She was considered for Vicky Vale. Yes. And then she broke a leg. She broke her leg on a on a horse accident. Mm-hmm. And that caused her to have to bail out, thus giving it to Kim, uh, Kim Basinger, which is the reason why Sean Young was lobbying so hard to be Catwoman in the second one, because she still wanted to be part of the movie. And that's where it caused her to come dressed as Catwoman, being like, I want to be Catwoman. And it goes to <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. And that systematically wound up killing Sean Young's career. Yes. Because she was in nothing after that until you know let's recount Ace Ventura Pen Detective. Captain Winky. That was her? Yeah. 
Wow. Ed's like, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard the light bulb go, what? <laughs> it just popped. Yeah, Sean Young was uh, the captain. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ed learned something today. <laughs> well, and also, finally, Robin Williams is going to play the Joker. I also heard that too. He, but he was working on Peter Pan, right? Oh, Hook. Oh, right. Um, he was actually um, almost in every almost every incarnation of a Batman villain because they almost had him as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. First, he was going to be Joker. Then he was going to be in uh, the Riddler. I mean, how awesome would that have been? And then he was going to be he when when Heath Ledger was coming around, they were actually still thinking of him as Joker for the Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the Dark Knight, you know. I mean, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I, like I said, I said it before on a show before, I think he would have been a great Riddler. Yeah. But Jim Carrey was, had, the, had more heat on him at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that they went with the bigger name versus somebody who could have, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not saying anything bad against Carrey's performance because I actually like him as the Riddler in that incarnation of Batman. Right. I think it would have been blown out of the doors off if it was Robin Williams because you follow up, you know, you had, well, I mean, let's face it, Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. as the bad guy, Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito. I, mean, I would say Michelle Pfeiffer was the bigger catch yeah. out of those two, like the big, big star. Then go for Robin Williams would have been like a, a nice little trifecta of bad guys. Yes. Speaking of Speaking of that era of Batman... I noticed, um, I may actually have to pick that up tomorrow, or Tuesday when I do my run. They put the four Batman films into a little, nice little set on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Yeah, they, re- they re-issue, re-released the four Batman movies, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, all on a Blu-ray format. Now, but it's in one case, and it comes with all the bonus stuff, which is, I would, for 15 bucks. Really? I, I would suggest, like, if people haven't picked it up, Gold or Shockey. What was fascinating? It's a, there's like a six part documentary that's being that that was played throughout all the the movies. Mm-hmm. Like part one and part two is obviously on Batman. Part three is on you know the, the second one, and it follows like the whole like going through every movie. They talk to Jack Nicholson. He talks about being the Joker. I mean, it, it's some of it's new footage, some of it's footage back in the day. It was really really. It, Cause I, remember, I mean, that's for fifteen bucks on Blu-ray. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm probably gonna pick it up myself. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna pick that up. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. I, mean, I had a hard time finding. I remember uh, years. I mean, talking like six, seven years ago, it was a hard time finding the last two Batman's. Right. Like, uh, Batman yeah. Forever, yeah. Batman yeah. Robin. And uh, my family finally found it for me, and they gave it to me on Christmas, which was great. But then shortly after that, that's when they released the like the there was like a four box set. Yeah, I, I kind of was like hoping like maybe one day I pick up the box set, but then I'm like, you know what? That's all really the box set is is each movie it's in their own individual packaging. Yeah, this one you can get all four movies in one big one case. You know, it's probably one of those like, hey, here's the first one, flip second movie. You know, yeah. like, like that kind of a deal. Um, and they have all four movie posters. Like it, the the packaging doesn't look great. Yeah. But it is all four Batman movies for a cheap, cheap, cheap price. You know, so you're getting eight hours of content for fifteen bucks. Yeah. That's just movie alone. Where all the documentaries and stuff. And that's why I was kinda like when I saw it, you know, on the individual ones, I was like, 
they always had like the special editions, Sounds which right. is all the documentaries and stuff. And then when I saw it on Blu-ray, it had none of that. Yeah. So apparently they they transferred it all and put it all on these sets. I'm like, I'm actually have to go pick it up. Yeah. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. You can't beat that. Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> You got anything else there, Ed? The Ice Bucket Challenge. We're going back to that. With a stun gun. Let's hope this doesn't catch on. Uh, I'm really hoping it does. (laughs) I'm going to play the video live here. I'm actually going to post it also on YouTube or our Geeksters page first. So everybody who can also... So everyone can play along. Play along if you want. Now it is posted (coughs) on our Facebook page. So those people who are... Watching can uh, catch up. Here we go. All right, I'm gonna play this video now. I'm gonna actually read this first. Tell me what. Oh, tell me what I'm seeing, Ed. A Seattle-based character called Phoenix Jones. Now, Phoenix Jones. <laughs> we reported about him about in 2012, and he's a part of a Seattle crime-fighting group. Well, hold on for a second. Did you actually look up the fact about the, tw- the 2012 thing? I just remember it was 2012. Oh, okay. I'm like, wow. Would you, all of a sudden, you became like the Geekster's Archive there for a second. <laughs> Way back in 2012, a whole two years ago. I had to listen to this crap every week. What are you talking about? I am the Geekster's Archive. I'm just saying, I'm like, wow, I can't believe it. Uh, I, okay, yeah, Seattle-based guy. He, yeah. yeah. And then didn't he get like arrested or something? Yes, they got arrested because they were vigilantes yeah, the you know, whole... performing justice. But the only justice for the doing was helping old ladies across the street. Yes. Like, like, like yeah. nonsense stuff. So he wanted to be a part of, get more of his 15 minutes of fame <sighs> and to do the, uh, do the ice box challenge. <coughs> but somehow... <clears throat> But Jones won one, one crazier. He had someone oh, shock him with a stun gun. Hold on, because he went one step crazier, crazier than dumping a bucket of ice water over your head in the middle of fucking summer. That's right. Wow. Oh, what a wacky guy. He didn't think that was crazy enough. It's not. It's Go not. Ahead. He had someone shock him with a stun gun right after the water was dumped on his head. And then another icy path. In a form of a mini pool on the ground, awaited his shocked body as he fell in. Okay, so it's one of those like it's Phoenix Jones here, and I'm going to do the uh, ice bucket challenge. And I believe all you guys are voices because it's the middle right, of summer. T- ice bucket. Oh, there we go. Within 24 hours, so this is what happens. Everything you do, I can do it better. So, in order to uh, to win, I'm going to donate 100 bucks. I'm also going Push to pause. do the ice bucket challenge for a Lou Gehrig. Okay. okay, he said this is, the, this is the problem I had. He just said it in himself right there. To do it to win. Yeah. So it's not about, to him, not about the actual charity. That's a side thing. It's, hey, I'm going to win this challenge from my buddies because they challenged me that I wouldn't do it. So I'm going to do it one step better to win this challenge and kind of give you a, a, a symbolic finger to all you other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All okay. Right. You ready? Hit play, Ed. Disease. Uh, you're going to help me out. Come on over. Put half of this ice into this bucket. We're gonna have to put half of this ice into this bucket back here and get broken. That's a mini pool. So, okay, hit the pause. Video challenge. Okay. Okay. So little, now they're setting this up. Okay. Well, hold on. Okay. A couple pointers. All right. Number one, you should already have the majority of your shit set up. All right. There's no reason for a woman in a bandana in her hair and a That's bunch. That's a of woman. Tat- <laughs> yeah. She's all she's all tatted up and she's got the. I can see the 
the outline oh, of boobs on her. Yeah, yeah, I can see it now. So she's banging a big thing of like ice against a bucket. Like, <laughs> like that should have already been done. And uh, that see, the whole idea is not you're not dropping ice cubes; it's ice water. So it should be like half melted. Yes. So you're getting a mixture of freezing ice water as well as ice cubes. Yes. And he's going to stand in a kiddie pool. Yes. Not a little bucket like he said. No, no, no. They're dumping the bucket of water on him. On him. Then they're going to stun him with the gun uh-huh. right after that. And then he's going to fall basically because the stun's going to make him go down. Right. Into a pool of. Oh, okay. So he's not going to stand in that. Okay, hit play. There we go. You only poured ice over the top of your head. I'm taking it one step further. I'm going to get tased, to attempt to fight the tase, and not fall into a second bucket of ridiculously cold ice water. Okay, first of all, you're fucking covered in rubber. Wow, that's going to be painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh, please watch this video, people. I mean, this He's is great. punching the ice, obviously. Again, setup that should have been done prior. I'm, now, now he just punched water. Yeah. He just punched ice in water. This Washington is your superhero. There we go. <laughs> and I am literally freezing. Literally freezing. And I'm covered in right. I'm I covered in rubber. Less than 24 hours. Oh, and my challenges. I'm challenging Omega, Midnight Jack, London from over my UK RCSM UK team, and you, Amber Levine. Ha ha ha. Get it. All right, I'm ready. Ice bucket challenge. Here we go. Step one. Oh, God. Don't drop the bucket on my head. She looks like she can't barely lift it. Well, it's... it's... Wow, that's a lot of ice water. All right, here comes the stun gun. Here comes the stun gun. Step one. Hurry up, hurry up. I'm cold. All right. Step two. And white. Make sure not to get him on camera, okay? Turn the gun on. Wait, get, get closer. Come closer. You come closer, too. Oh! 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 <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We're ice bucket challenge. Cut the tape. And at that point, cut the tape. Oh my god! Fuck! Holy shit, did that hurt! Did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do another take? Uh, you know what? I completely missed the whole thing. Can we do it again? No. No, I didn't. You know, I dropped the, the lens bar. cap was all. <coughs> oh, fuck. I forgot, oh. To push, I forgot to push record. I just took a series of pictures. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. That. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing basically a rubber suit, so he's got to be somewhat insulated in the whole electrifying part. Well, hey. I, would, I would think. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I learned that from Spider-Man. Wear the rubber suit and you'll be you'll be good against Electro. Yeah. You know, like. Huh. Well, it seems like you, I mean, I think I think embedded into his body. I mean, you well, know, I, I don't think he got electrocuted because of the rubber suit hitting the water because the. The, the uh, barbs, I think, got stopped was, by the rubber suit. No, he was, he was going, ah, like. Well, I think, I think once you hit the charge, because he's doused in water as well. I think that's where the electric charge started. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like... Because usually with the stun gun, <laughs> there's barbs. And that hits you and that's stuck in the skin. Yeah. And that's why you get the... You know, when they hit the button, you go... <laughs> you know, it's the course, but you can't pull it out because then you bleed and you know, it gets messy. 
So I, I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> this commentary about a, mo- a moron is brought to you by Geekster. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Phoenix Jones strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, nice to know. I, I think I don't think it'll be the last we'll hear of him. I mean, I, I really <laughs> don't. I think we'll... next, you know, Phoenix Jones is there in a wheelchair drool. And <laughs> Phoenix Jones today was. Whatever, <laughs> like I, I don't. I again, to me, like I said, it just becomes it does it doesn't become about the actual. And you know what? It didn't even seem like. I'll be honest. Most people who've been doing the the ice bucket challenge have said I have been challenged by so and so. Yeah. And then passing on the other challenges. This guy looked like he took it upon himself, without any encouragement from anybody else, to go. I'm going to do the ice bucket challenge. And you're gonna hit me with the hit me with the taser. I'm gonna fall into a, a, another bucket of water because I mean I have to admit he did fall kind of perfect. Yeah. You know I mean I even look at me. Hey, hey, shoot me with a taser. I bought it. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I'm not doubting it. You know, it's just one of those like, dude, really? And then you shout out three other superheroes, and then the chick who's helping you. Yeah. You're Vanna White. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you, you're whatever assistant you have. It's Vanna White, you know. Vanna you, White. If you if you can't if you're not strong enough to lift the bucket up over your head, you know, you usually get an assistant to do it for you. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm just just kind of disappointed in like that. Washington, Seattle, right? Yes. That Seattle is the. That's not the superhero you want. That's the superhero you deserve. <laughs> just saying that's what you get that's what you get <laughs> that's what you get you know I... oh, is, is there anything else Ed? no that's all I'm going to do today I think we should call it a night yeah alright yeah. I had to recover over seeing a Phoenix a Jones alright well Word to your mother, Phoenix Jones. I hope somewhere out there. I'm sh- I'm sure he'll be in our nerd news soon again. I don't look for him. He, he just, just happens to pop, pop up. up. He's again. Be <laughs> he happens to be right there when you need him the most. When you need a laugh, there he is. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, we're going to call it a night, and we'll be back next week live on six o'clock on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Go to our Geeksters Facebook page and like us. Follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters or on Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. You can no, also... no, I'm, just, I'm just pausing. I'm just making sure you feel comfortable with all that. Was that right? Yeah, it was all right. You kind of mumbled through Geeksters, but it was all right. I thought I, Geeksters were right. I think the Instagram I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do that one again. As you, or at Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And, of course, when you're on Facebook and you like us, check our out page so you can find out where to download the show. Because even though you hear it live, there is usually, most of the time, bonus stuff when Ed and I go back to 2Bib Production Studios to do the intros and outros to each part. Um, Like last week, the big one was... Our 100th episode was last week, everybody. So uh, (laughs) definitely download those episodes because there was some funny stuff. Yes, I have discovered... I, I, I posed the question of... Well, we talked about it earlier in the show. A religion based upon you and I as their gods. Yes. 
And, uh, you know, right now people are going, I'm highly offended by that as a churchgoer. It's got nothing to do with religion as today is is a scientific kind of like, it's a goof. Yes. You know? So, um, yeah, but go to wordswithgeeks.com. Wordswithgeeks.com. Or go to iTunes. To, to find us, yep. To download the shows, the past, present, and future shows. Um, if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordsweekgeeks.com. If you contact Sean, you can contact him at sean at wordsweekgeeks.com. And even though she wasn't here, we should at least give her a plug. Um, you can contact Erica at erica at wordsweekgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week, we'll probably have, maybe uh, if time permits, uh, at least something from Erica on her weekend at DragonCon. Yes. If not, in two weeks, she'll be have a full report. And we might have a third member Oh, yes, yeah. member coming in. I'm not going to say who yet. Gonna okay. That, tease that for next week. People are going, so far as, as as people coming on the show, there's only been two people in the, uh, two people that's been sitting in studio <laughs> on a consistent basis. Yeah, so there was three, but so you, once. you have a 50-50 chance of shot at getting it right going, it's either this person or that person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so. Uh, so start your pools, make your bets, let us know who won. And we we want to cut. Oh, like I said, don't forget the uh, Emmys are on the night. Laughless Emmys. Ugh, <laughs> I guarantee. I'm telling you, there's going to be an ice bucket challenge. The ice bucket challenge on that show. I know it. It's, it's <laughs> all that's wrong with the world today. Like, uh, amidst all the wars and all the tragedies and all the riots, nothing. You know, people are still stupid enough to stand there and. You know, look, I don't want to watch people pour water over their head. <laughs> All right. So we'll call it a night, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's Sean here to wrap up Geeks's What, what? What? <laughs> we get beep beeped. <laughs> that was my... That was my Facebook notifying my head a message. Ah. Uh, my sister basically posted a uh, quote, a status update. Lucas is out cold in his car seat still. Afraid to move him. LOL. Huh. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> so he told you, it's got to get out, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas would be new, my new nephew. Yes. Now I got the hiccups. I'm uh, burping, I got the hiccups. Yeah. So excuse me while I take a swig. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed the nerd news. <laughs> there you go. You good to go? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So, yeah, that's about it, folks. Um, kids, geeks, geekettes, companions. Oh, look at how I talked about the See? I'm smart, Ed. I'm smart. Smart. You know, psychics. <laughs> Whatever. Hero Pals, support. Chums. Hero support. <laughs> Jock straps. Because you support these two crazy nuts. Ah. <laughs> No, it's basically you guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Suit yourself. Just don't listen to me. <laughs> write us a stern, or you can write us a sternly worded letter. <laughs> and if you want to do that, you can send it to Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can send it to Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. But I suggest you send it to Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. To make sure you get it right. Yeah. Um, but if you want to join the shenanigans live... On Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can do so by just tuning your little internet radio into aquanetradio.com or tune in 
or iHeartRadio or iTunes Radio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And while you're tuning in those little apps to try to listen to us live, go to our Geeksters Facebook page. Guess where? In Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. And give us a little like. It's just it's just one little click of a button. There you go. And um, while you're at it, you can go to our About page to find out where you might be able to want to download our show. Or you can go to Twitter and follow us at, at Geeksters. Or you can go to Instagram at, at Geeksters Radios and follow us there as well. Or... Or you can go behind curtain number three, and that is wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes to download past, present, and future episodes. What's your bid, Ed? One doubt. Survey says, and on that note, kids, we'll see you next week. Really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo.